A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You know the story of creation at the beginning of the Bible. Before God created the world, darkness hovered over the face of the deep, or as one translation puts it, the raging ocean that covered everything was engulfed in total darkness. The ancient Hebrews, Abraham and his descendants, were sheep herders tied to the dry land. To them, the ocean was an unknown and terrifying power. It symbolized for them the chaos that existed before the world was made. In creating the world, God had to make order out of the chaos. So God formed a dome, the sky, to separate the waters above from whence comes rain from the waters below the oceans. And God made dry land a safe place for humans to inhabit. Then God placed lights in the sky, 
the sun, the moon, and the stars. This is the backdrop for today's gospel story, wherein Jesus says, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Sun, moon, stars, sea, creation itself shaken, creation itself being undone. Now, as you know, some Christians have taken Jesus' words and interpreted them literally. Down through the centuries, there have been those who have predicted when the end of the world would come, down to the very date and time. Yet, predicted dates have come and gone, and we are still here. But what if, in today's gospel, Jesus isn't speaking literally at all? What if he is talking about the all-too-real human tragedies that shake the foundations of our world and feel to us as though creation itself is being undone? The sudden and unexpected death of a loved one or a pandemic that strikes the earth and changes all that we had assumed to be safe. These experiences can feel like the world is coming apart. My friends, I confess that I have never really understood this passage and others like it in the Gospels until these past two years when I, and perhaps you, have felt that the very foundations of the world as we have known it have been shaken. COVID-19 has taken the lives of over five million people in our world over 777,000 lives in our own United States of America, including people we have known, members of our own parish family. I have watched the Fremont County Health Department website as the numbers of daily cases of COVID have increased tenfold over the past two months, and someone dies from COVID in Fremont County almost every day. Our nation has incurred trillions of dollars in hospital and other medical expenses in treating this disease. The very structures of our society have been upended these past two years. Countless companies have gone bankrupt and jobs have been lost. Mental health has suffered, particularly among frontline medical workers. It has become more and more difficult to receive timely medical care 
as I recently discovered when I had a gallbladder attack and was told that it would take eight days before I could schedule an ultrasound at St. Thomas More Hospital. The landscape of the workplace has changed with more people working remotely. We shop more online, meet more online, worship more online, spend more time online. And tragically, the pandemic has caused divisions within our society, our nation, our county, our community. Bonds of affection have even been strained within families and churches as we struggle with differing perspectives regarding the dangers of exposure to the virus, wearing masks and distancing, where our freedoms can or cannot be restricted for the sake of the health and well-being of our society and our communities as a whole. In some cases, anger and rage have reached such proportions that flight attendants on airplanes are attacked and death threats are made against public health officials and leaders of other organizations who are simply making decisions on the basis of what they, to the best of their knowledge and understanding, judge to be best for the health and well-being of the whole. My friends, if these things put together don't sound like the kind of worldwide upheaval that Jesus symbolically describes in our gospel, distress among nations, creation itself falling apart, if the state of our world today doesn't sound like the cosmic upheaval Jesus describes in today's gospel, then I don't know what does. Never before have I entered the Advent season more ready to cry out, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God with us. Come, O God, and be with us in the midst of this world-shaking pandemic, in the midst of sickness, death, and divisiveness. And here's the thing. Jesus, in today's gospel, tells us that when all these world-upending things are happening and it looks like God's ordered creation is coming apart at the seams, it is in the midst of just such times as these that we are able to see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and know our redemption is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. The Son of Man comes not out of the crystal clear blue sky, but in a cloud when the world is enveloped in a cloud. Scholar Cornelius Plantinga writes, 
when our own kingdom has had a good year, we aren't necessarily looking for God's kingdom. After all, we know that the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, we're supposed to turn the other cheek, love our enemies, lose our life if we want to save it. That doesn't sound terribly appealing when our own kingdom is working just fine, thank you very much. It is when our own kingdom is falling apart that we yearn for God's kingdom, which we know deep in our bones is eternal and unshakable and which alone is real. It is when our own kingdom has been turned upside down that our eyes are able to see the Son of Man coming in the midst of the clouds and realize that the kingdom of God is at hand and always has been unseen and unnoticed. At this time when our kingdom, the kingdom of this world, is in such upheaval, some of us may be tempted to see salvation as an escape from our present. Perhaps for us, salvation means going back to the past, to the way things were, or to better times. I certainly see such inclinations and desires within myself. For other Christians, salvation means making it into heaven after they die sometime in the future. And yet, as theologian H. Richard Niebuhr said, eternity is less the action of God before time or the life with God after time than it is the presence of God in time. Eternal life is a quality of existence as we live out our lives here and now. Eternal life is a quality of existence characterized by love compassion, self-giving, as we live out our lives here and now. My friends, we cannot live yesterday and we cannot live tomorrow. We can only live now in God's eternal now. In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of our divisiveness and disagreements, in the midst of unprecedented changes and uncertainties. John Vandelaar writes, Advent reminds us that in the midst of our daily struggles and victories, there is another reality at work one that, if we remain aware and connected to it, will fill every detail of our lives with greater meaning and purpose. As we enter this season, 
we are called to watch and to look for the signs of God's reign around us and then to cooperate with those signs, calling them into the light and offering our love and strength to make God's reign even more visible in our families, churches, and communities. This Advent, my friends, may we look for the coming of the Son of Man in the very clouds that overshadow our world. May we stand up and raise our heads because our redemption, our healing, the very incarnation of the Spirit of God among and within us is here. O come, O come, Emmanuel.